Biblical prosperity has been hijacked. When we give, we get blessed, just not in the greedy way that has become so popular. Today, we want to take a look at real prosperity, what the Bible says about living the rich life, not living for riches. Jesus said in John 10, 10, the thief does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have life and that you might have that more abundantly. Today, we're gonna to take a look at what the real abundant life that Christ talked about is. Hi, this is Robert Furrow and welcome to Hot Topics. If you're new here, consider liking, subscribing, sharing, and ringing the bell. The comment section is open below. We would love to hear what you think biblical prosperity is. The very first Psalm talks to us about being blessed and living a prosperous life. Listen to what it says. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. And he will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in its season, whose leaves also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. What a promise that we're not to walk in the way of the world or get counsel from the ungodly, nor stand in the path of sinners. But if we delight in God's word and meditate on it, will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Think of a tree planted by a riverside compared to a tree that's a mile away from water. How short, scraggly that tree would be compared to the one that has the source of water. And when you and I live right, we have the source of water and it brings forth fruit in its season. Doesn't mean we always have fruit, but we will have fruit. That fruit produces more trees that are by the water and also blesses people with the fruit of the tree. So God wants us to produce fruit that would bless people around us and cause other people to be planted by the rivers of water. It also says, whose leaf also shall not wither and whatever he does will prosper. And the prosper here doesn't just mean money. In fact, money is such a small part of it. It's about really being satisfied and fulfilled and being successful in the things that God has for you. And that's the life that we want to live. The principles of giving, generosity, or sacrificial giving in the scriptures is very inspirational. Once you begin to study it, you begin to be uplifted that this is something you can do and receive all of the promises that are connected to it. Let's start with the words of Jesus about giving. In Acts 20, 35, when Paul is encouraging the elders of Ephesus who were on the beach, he says to them, I have shown you in every way by laboring like this, that you must support the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus, that he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. If you've ever been on the receiving end when you need something severely, and then someone comes through and gives it to you, you know what a blessing that can be. But Jesus said, it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. More blessed than receiving that great gift is being able to be the one who gives it. I think there's a lot of ways in which that is true. We get a better picture of what he meant by blessing in giving in Luke 6:38, where Jesus says this, give and it will be given unto you. Pressed down, shaken together and running over will men put into your bosom. For with the same measure you use, it will be measured back to you. Jesus is simply saying the generous lifestyle, give and it will be given unto you, will allow God to be able to return these things to you. It's faith that you trust him. And it's not faith to get rich. 
It's faith knowing that if I become a conduit and I give, that God's going to give me resources to be able to give and help people around me that need to be helped. Now, Jesus also talks about us giving to the poor. One of the reasons that he gives back to a generous person is because he will be generous with that. Luke 12, 33 and 34 says, sell what you have. That's sacrificial giving. You're selling what you have and give alms. The word alms is compassionate giving. So sell what you have so you can be compassionate. Provide money bags which do not grow old, a treasure in heaven that does not fail, where no thief approaches nor moth destroys, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. This is not talking about you getting money here and now. God may return physical money to you that you can continue to be that conduit we talked about, but it's treasure in heaven. It's very real prospering in a very real way. And where your treasure is, there your heart is. And if your bank account becomes your treasure or a plane or a house or a car, then they can be destroyed. Your heart will be there. But where your treasure is, there your heart is also. The Bible also tells us that the love of money is destructive. We want to keep our heart from being in love with money. Listen to what it says in 1 Timothy 6.10. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, from which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. That love of money keeps us from being able to be the people we're supposed to be. And a lot of times, these passages that we're covering right now are used to encourage people to be greedy, to want more. And there are so many stories about people who couldn't afford it giving things to these prosperity teachers who are not teaching what the Bible really says about giving and receiving. We also know that we're not supposed to give to be seen. Jesus said, when you do your charitable deed, do not let your right hand know what your left hand is doing that your charitable deed may be in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. In other words, how we give is incredibly important, that we give joyfully, that we don't give out of necessity, that we are generous and that we don't give to be seen by people and God will reward us openly. It's important for us to understand as well that money is neutral and it's a great tool, but it's a horrible master. When you begin to live for it, when you become a slave to making money, it is such a bad thing for us. Matthew 6, 24 says, no one can serve two masters for you will either hate one and love the other or else he will be loyal to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. This is why we want to be generous, why we want to give, because we don't want to count on some bank account somewhere, living for God rather than living for things and savings. Let's take a look at what Proverbs says about generosity and sacrificial giving. First, you lend to God when you help the poor. Proverbs 19, 17 says, he who has pity on the poor lends to the Lord and he will pay him back what he has given. There is also a blessing when we help the poor. Proverbs 28, 27 says, he who gives to the poor will not lack, but he who hides his eyes will have many curses. What a proverb. If we give to the poor, we won't lack. But when we hide our eyes, there are many curses. Proverbs also talks about generosity. Proverbs 22, 9. He who has a generous eye will be blessed, for he gives his bread to the poor. Again, God blesses certain people who are generous so they can help to relieve the suffering of those around us. 
not so we can greedily seek more, but that so we can reach out and help people. It says more about generosity in Proverbs 11:25. The generous soul will be made rich. Notice it's the soul that's made rich. That's why it's more blessed to give than to receive. And he who waters will also be watered himself. God will meet your needs. When Paul wanted to encourage the Philippians for giving, he said to them, may our God supply your needs according to his riches, whatever your needs are. Sometimes money won't help, but God will reach out and water those who have watered. Proverbs 11:24 is an interesting proverb. It says, there is one who scatters yet increases more. And there is one who withholds more than is right, but it leads to poverty. It is the picture of sowing that you sow what God has given you and God will allow you to reap back that you might be able to do more. The New Testament also teaches us that how we give is as important as what we give. In 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through 8, it says, but this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. He who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. We aren't to give grudgingly. This is why it's so wrong for people to say that you have to tithe 10%. That was under the law. And we do not live that way in the Christian life. And nowhere in the New Testament was it reiterated so that people end up giving grudgingly, not of necessity, it says, but God loves a cheerful giver. For God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things may have abundance for every good work. There it is. God gives back to us that we may have an abundance for every good work. God is looking for people to be able to bless so that they will reach out to those who are hurting and suffering and really make a difference. And that generous living is so important. Hebrews also tells us that God is pleased with sacrificial giving, but do not forget to do good and to share. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. Not only share, but do good and share. And God is pleased with those sacrifices. Now, one more thing, and that's Hebrews 13, 5. And it talks about contentment, being content with such things as you have. The Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter 6, that if anybody teaches godliness as a means of financial gain, withdraw yourself from them. But godliness with contentment is great gain. Hebrews 13, 5 says, let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. You have everything you need. And if you're a generous person, God will continue to give to you that you can continue to give to the people around you. And it might not always be money. It might be other resources, things that you need to be able to reach out and help those around you. God honors those that live a sacrificial, generous lifestyle. And the Bible makes that clear. God bless you guys. We'll see you next time on Hot Topics.